Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Elaine and Diane are certified coaches with personal experience raising children with challenges such as ADHD, anxiety, and more, and extensive experience in guiding parents to raise their complex kids with confidence and calm. On the podcast, Elaine and Diane interview experts, bringing you cutting-edge information about your child's challenges, teach you real-life strategies to create lasting change, and demonstrate how coaching can guide you to parent your complex kids one conversation at a time. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Parenting with Impact. I am excited to share, to introduce you to a very, I'm not going to say old friend, I'm going to say dear for a friend whom I, we've known for a long time on this journey of supporting complex kids. To, I want to welcome Beth McGaw. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Elaine. and. Uh... We are getting older. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we are. But let's let's not name it in decades. We'll, we'll just do it. Yeah. Um, so I've known Beth for a long time. When we first started introdu- finding each other, we were both volunteers in back in the day when you lived in Atlanta mm-hmm. with young children trying to to do the work of educating parents of com- what we didn't even know them were called complex kids. <laughs> <laughs> and and all been on an interesting journey since then. So tell us a little bit about what started you on getting to a point where you are now working with with young with young adults, with teenagers, trying to help them find what they want to do. I guess start by saying what you're doing now, and then let's talk about how you got there. Yeah, well, right now I am um, technically an independent educational consultant, but I also like to say I'm a college and career consultant. So I help young adults find that path after uh, after high school, um, what they might do and what is that best fit for them. And is that always college or is it sometimes something else? No, it's not always college. It could be uh, it could be employment. It could be gap year. It could be a you know independent living uh, a situation, um, right. more structured environment in independent living. It could be any of those. Um, uh, I do focus a lot on college because that you know seems to be the clients that come to me. Um, I do have. A lot of background in helping kids with um, learning disabilities, ADHD, and spectrum. So I have relationships with uh, many of the schools that focus on that. But um, I also work with other, you know, students than neurotypical students as well. Yeah. So I was just telling Beth before we started that when I saw the work that she's doing now, I thought. Aha, Eureka, she has found what she is meant to do. Because I've seen you go through a lot of different roles over the Mm -hmm. years. So what got you to this point? Well, you knew me when. So when my son was in third grade, he had already had a diagnosis and he was getting special services in school. And he kind of hit the wall of getting those services. And so I had to look for other options. And During that search, I did the school search. So um, 
That's when I came across the Learning Disability Association of America, the Georgia chapter, mm-hmm. and got to know them really well. And one day it just hit me, if I'm having a hard time finding these resources, how many other parents out there are having a hard time finding the resources? So right. that's when you met me because I started the magazine Kids Enabled in Atlanta. And so I did that for, you know, almost 10 years. Yeah. And then I moved to Dallas. During that time, I'm juggling, you know, what my son's needs are as well. Um, so we moved here when he was in, so I'm in Dallas now, and we moved here when he was in eighth grade. Uh, went into high school, and um, things change when, you know, each level things change, you know. Um, just when you get comfortable and just when you feel like you got it, something's right. going to change again. Yeah. Right. So we changed uh, schools and changed cities and plus all the hormones that are going on, you know, when kids are getting older. And it's not just girls who have hormones, (laughs) y'all. It doesn't matter what gender. Look, I had three boys and 15 was the worst year. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Good insight. Um, You know, really at 15, it's like, especially with boys, like they want that independence. They don't have that independence. And so there's a tug of war, you know, for a year until they get that license. License, right. Um, For me, it was 10, but, you know, we had different dynamics. So 10 was, yeah. 10, yeah. Yeah. Well, and my youngest who had the the learning disabilities and ADHD, you know, he didn't really get his license till 17. So, but anyway, so I did that, came here and then got really involved in the Learning Disability Association of America, did a lot for them, uh, was elected president uh, for a couple of years, helped get them through a tough time. And then after that, it's like, okay, now what do I want to do? And I, I'd helped my son get through the college admission process, visited a lot of schools, got to know, again, you know, a lot of these admissions counselors, talked to a lot of people, joined the Independent Educational Consultants Association. So I got to know a lot of other consultants and um, went on a lot of tours, but still was so busy with getting my son through his years of college, and then also being involved in LDA, I didn't really have a chance to really focus on that. So then my son graduated in December of 2020 and uh, from the University of the Ozarks, which um, uh, shout out to them, because honestly, I don't know if he would have graduated if it weren't for their Jones Learning Center, where they do, you know, one-on-one, you know, coaching and coordination, function support. Yeah, exactly. So he went there, um, graduated. And that's when he graduated. I thought, you know, I really love that, even though some of it was hard, but I really loved that environment. And Mm -hmm. so I, this year I jumped into it. I got a certification from the University of California, Riverside in college admissions counseling, only so that I could know that I've gone through this the, all the necessary steps and didn't forget anything. And so now I have a caseload of students and I am loving it. They are so great. They are so great. And, <laughs> and part of what I know about you is that as a mom and as an advocate, what you have always focused on is seeing the potential of complex kids, seeing what's what they're capable of and, and figuring out how do we get resources in place to, to enhance that. Right. It's been a big focus for you from what I know. 
Right. Well, thank you. Well, that's how we start. When I meet with a student, the first thing I do is have them take an assessment. I call it a career assessment, but it's actually an assessment that takes, that looks at their aptitudes and pairs it with their interests. Sounds so like StrengthsFinder. Is it something it's like a that? lot like StrengthsFinder. It's called U-Science. Mm-hmm. And those, you know, I could use one or the other, but um, though, you know, programs like that are so important um, with, with the youth science, you know, the aptitudes are really important. It's mm-hmm. they do. So I have to tell them up front when they take it, look, some of this may be hard for you. You know, you're going to be maybe solving puzzles, pat, you know, you have to see patterns or, and that might be hard for you, but that's okay. Because that's that, what we want to know. What your strength? Yeah. So it it comes. It just gives us this great report that we can use to help with describing words when we're writing their essay, mm-hmm. um, or when we're writing a resume. And it also kind of the light bulb goes on for them. It's like, oh, I am good at these things. That's great. Um, and so we start with the strengths because I just I'm just a firm believer that. For our kids, our complex kids, we need to focus on those strengths to help, you know, pull the weaknesses up and we can, you know, make those strengths too. So, you know, kind of weaving together the years, right? You've been in the role of educator, you've been in the role of advocate, you've been in the role of mom, and now you're really in the role of consultant. And so when you look at all four of these and you've played all these different parts, what is it that you think? parents of complex kids need to understand better about their kids? Like what do you often see might be missing for parents in their understanding? It's hard to let go. Mm. It's really hard to let go. I'm guilty of it too, but it's hard to let go and see them fail when they need to fail. I have a real personal experience with that. So my son went off to college at a school that May not have been the best fit for him, but it was the middle ground. He wanted to go to a large school. I want. I thought he needed a smaller school. This was a middle school. Mm-hmm. It did have a learning support center, and I. It did or it didn't. It did. It did. And I okay. paid extra. We paid extra for it because some of these are fee based. But I was willing to do that because we could. Not everybody can, but you know, my son right. is very fortunate that we could. But what I learned was he was not ready for that environment. Um, One, it was a very, the students there were kind of fast, faster, you know, they were emotionally different than he was in a different plane, I should say. And the learning center, although was probably very good for many students, expected him to be his advocate from the very beginning. Mm. He wasn't ready for that. He wasn't ready for that. And they weren't willing to be that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. So, he, so I want to, can I pause you here? Yeah. And I know we're going to come back to the story, but I really want to, I want to highlight something because part of what we struggle with a lot is parents will come to us and say, my kid needs a coach. And we'll say, well, is your kid asking for help? And usually they'll say, nobody needs it. Yeah. Right. And In our lexicon, from our point of view, what they're saying to us is that there's work for the parent to do to help get their child ready to be able to ask for and accept help. And that in itself is 
often the work of parenting complex kids is all of the different things moving towards just that one piece, which is the capacity to help our kids be able and ready to advocate for themselves. That takes time. And I mean, you did a lot of work around this and your son still wasn't quite ready for it when he went off on his own, right? Exactly. That's what I was going to point out too, that I thought he was ready. We had put all the supports in place for him in Mm -hmm. high school. And, you know, we talked a lot about it, but he was not ready. Clearly he was not ready. So he... So what was not ready? Was it his buy-in to it? It's the social emotional. It was the social emotional piece. Say um, more. What is yeah, that? Yeah, it was being pulled by front peers to do, you know, things that he probably shouldn't have done. It was being manipulated by, I hate to say it, it was manipulated by a, a girlfriend. And so it did take taking him out of that environment and putting him into a program that could help with some cognitive behavior, mm-hmm. you know, strategies before we actually went into another college setting. Yeah. Um, so, so there was some maturation that needed to happen that, he, you know, our kids are developmentally delayed. So, and it shows up in different ways for different kids. For some of them, it's organizational for some it's social emotional so by getting some some maturation and some support in that through the CB, cognitive behavioral therapy, everybody's CBT, mm-hmm. he would then have been at a point where he was ready for executive function support. Right. They did that too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, okay. And some independent living skills along right. the way too. And so, and then he came to that realization as well towards the end of that, you know, hmm, I think I need to be somewhere where they can give me more help if I'm going to get a college degree. Now, granted, mm-hmm. he is the one that was motivated to get the degree. Right. I was not telling him he needed to get a college degree. There are other options out there, you know, but he really wanted a college degree. He has two older brothers, they had a college degree, and he didn't want to not have that degree. So not all That's kids great. are motivated. Mm-mm. And it's it makes a big difference when they have something they're working towards. Right. Right. So, yeah. Because then you get some metric. If if you are the one holding the agenda for your kid to go to college and they're not, you're very likely to keep hitting the wall. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And so I do feel grateful that he, you know, he has that mode. He still has that motivation to, you know, and he's always he's a positive kid, too. So that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not have to deal with a lot of negativity, but I have friends and other, you know, clients who their students are not on that plane. And so that makes right. it a little bit harder. So. so it's hard to let go and it's hard mm-hmm. to see them fail. Mm-hmm. And, and so what's the insight about that for parents? What do people need to know about that? Growth happens. Mm-hmm. Growth happens during that time for you and for the student, you know, but we also want to fail gently, right? We don't want to just like, you know, throw them out into nowhere, but we've got to be there to kind of prop them up and, you know, figure out where the next path is. So I'm going to go on with this story because it doesn't end here. (laughs) Never does. Although I want to point out the term that, that we use to describe what you're talking about is failing forward. Uh Right. So failure happens. I love that Mm -hmm. growth happens from it when we allow ourselves to fail forward and and find the growth in it. 
Right. It's when we, you know, blame the failure and find fault in it without learning from it that we get into trouble. Yeah. So the story continues. Yeah. Yeah. So he decided he wanted to go to the University of the Ozarks, where that's the place I thought he should be. Uh-huh. Um, of course. And I'm not saying and mom knows Did you everything. manage to say, I, I, to stop saying, I told you so? <laughs> I did not say, I told you so. Good for I you. Said, I'm happy you made that decision. <laughs> nice job. I want everybody to hear that, that the hardest thing as a parent, when they finally come around to your decision is not saying, I told you so. It's very difficult, but yep. yeah. So we packed him up and we drove from Florida up to Clarksville, Arkansas and um, dropped off his stuff. And then he started in that, that fall the next year. But um, so, yeah, it was a great school for him. Um, and so we, we learned a lot together from that experience. Um, there's another side of that story, but we don't have time for it. We'll have to do that another time. <laughs> so, uh, well, you got to give us a little something because now we're like, what's the other side? Can you bottom well, line it? Let's put it this way. You had to fail forward another time before we yes. came back to the University of the Ozarks. <laughs> that's okay. So, and that's that's an important piece. It's like sometimes when they falter, they're going to falter a few times. They're going to stumble a little bit before they get their footing. And our job is not to rescue them from it, right? but to be there with them while they're learning from it and help them learn from it without forcing, making sure they learn what we think they should learn. Right. Right. He did so well at uh, the University of the Ozarks. And during that time, he decided he wanted to go to that bigger school. Right. Yeah. It also had a learning center. So he thought, oh, I can go there now. handle this now. Right. And he went and it was too much. It was just too big, really. And he came to that realization. um, I need to go back. So And, and what I really want to honor you for is that you let him make that decision knowing that it probably wasn't the best decision. Oh, Elaine, it was so hard. Yeah. Everybody hear that, right? (laughs) Sometimes they do things, they make decisions because they're young adults and they are independent and they have to be able to try things. Yeah. And sometimes we see them running into a wall and we can't do anything to stop them. Just know that we're going to be there to pick up the pieces. Right. And I do have to say that, again, my son is very fortunate that he... He grew up in a family that can afford to make those mistakes yeah. in that way. Not every family can do that. I realize that. Um, but there are ways that we can fail forward without it being such a financial burden. Right. Well, and, you know, I was just saying this to an adult woman with ADHD client earlier today. Sometimes ADHD is expensive. <laughs> you know, it costs it's more expensive to live our lives sometimes because we do make mistakes that sometimes have a big financial impact. Yeah. And so as parents, we have to figure out how to mitigate that without over-controlling. And that can be a really interesting dance. Yeah. So that's why getting that help early, mm-hmm. the coaching if needed, um, you know, whatever help they might need early can hopefully help mitigate that as they get older. Um, but so, not always, but so let's talk about how to make this real. You said it's hard to let go. What, the, what are the lessons you learned? Like, where did you have to let go the most? I had to probably trust his instincts as well mm-hmm. and honor his wants mm-hmm. and needs that, you know, that was hard because, you know, we think we know better and we don't want to see them hurt 
or get hurt. And sometimes they do. And they do. Um, When my son went to that other, the second school, the second failing forward school, (laughs) he got into a bullying situation where somebody was bullying him in his apartment complex and it got really hard. And I was here and he was a plane ride away and it was really difficult, but um, you know, uh, he got through it. So thank goodness. Yeah. And sometimes we scaffold from a distance, right? Sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, what I've learned from parenting young adults is sometimes what they need from us most is what my kids call the poor baby right? They just Mm -hmm. need to call and have mom say, oh, honey, poor baby. I'm so sorry you're dealing with that. They don't need me to swoop in and fix it. Right. Right. They just need me to acknowledge that it's hard. Yeah. You know, my son's in college right now and he had, um, he got the flu, a bad flu and then got COVID. Right. And it's like, all I could say, I was like, all I can say to you, honey, is I'm so sorry. You're poor poor baby. He's like, that's okay, mom. That's all I need from you. You know, yeah, you're right. You're right. That radical compassion can be really powerful. And you just need to know we're there for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, our kids, I think they do at least my, well, my, all my kids do, but my younger yeah. son especially does a, he's 25 now. Wow. Um, yeah. And he, he does often thank me. So yeah. That's yeah really- that does start happening about that age too. I love yeah. that. Okay. So we need to, we need to start wrapping this up. Hard to believe. How can people find you or or get in touch with you if they're looking for support for their young people to figure out their path? And is it only for people in in the Dallas area or are you working with kids elsewhere? Oh, I work with kids all over the country. I haven't done international, but because time zones are are difficult. Are hard hard enough East coast and converting and all. So yeah, I work with, um, I work with. What's the website? The website is launchpadconsultinggroup.com. Okay. And we'll put it on in the show notes for everybody, launchpadconsultinggroup.com. Yeah, I have a blog. And you, and you have a blog and people can sign up for a free consultation with you if they want to find free out. consultation or newsletter. I also pops up where you can sign up for my newsletter, awesome. um, which has a lot of great information in it. And then I'm on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Cool. And so you'll give us that. We'll have it all in the show notes and it's launchpadconsultinggroup.com. Yes. Awesome. So we're going to start wrapping up the conversation. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners um, or something you hope parents will take away from today? I think it's really important to get that evaluation so that you can move forward with knowing what you're dealing with. And then you can work on on that. So when you say evaluation, you mean really understanding what are the issues your kids are dealing with? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it may be a formal evaluation with a um, psycho, you know, educational, okay. or mm-hmm. it may be, you know, whatever, you're, maybe your pediatrician, but um, it's- we have a great resource on the website that I'll put into the show notes that, that tells people sort of nine things about looking for that evaluation. So I'll, I'll reference that for them and make it yeah. easier. I think that's a, you need to have a starting point. And then from there, you can build, you know, what, what accommodations are needed, what to, you know, help, um, you know, your child succeed in the classroom or, you know, outside the classroom. Well, and the other thing that I've heard kind of under underscoring all of this is that when you're looking for the next step for them, whether it's in the in the world of work or or going to a, to a university or college, it's really looking 
for what supports are, are there and, and identifying what supports they're going to need and making sure they're available for them. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I hear that really. And not stress that even more. But I also think that when you're, if you're going college or getting a job after, you also have to focus on those strengths, like we said yeah. before. That Love will it. make all the difference in uh, success. Great. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Final fun wrap. Do you have a favorite motto or quote you want to share? My personal one is Robert Frost. You know, um, it's um, the I took the path less followed by and that made all the difference. That's kind of what my personal motto is. But I also have one for my students. And it's if we all did the things we are capable of doing, we would literally astound ourselves. Uh, Thomas Edison. I think that's a really good, you know, quote to end on. Because I love that. If we all did the things we're capable of doing, we would literally astound ourselves. Beautiful. No, we all have those strengths. Yeah, indeed. Thank you. Thank you for being here. It's lovely to have this conversation with you. I so appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Elaine. It's always great to be with you. And I look forward to many more years of our friendship. And uh, <laughs> indeed, but I think we've both kind of settled in now. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see where that takes us. Um, our guest has been Beth McGaw and uh, LunchPod Consulting Group, and she's doing sort of working with teenagers, older teenagers, to help them figure out their next. It's a great place for her to be. I'm thrilled that you're doing that work. To those of you who are listening, thank you for being here. Thank you for the work you're doing with yourself. And for your kids, it makes the difference. And we'll talk to you on the next episode. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.